Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Protection, all changing and logistics committee, the Westchester Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, local chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, man? I'm doing okay, man. I can't complain, man. I had a, had a good time at a couple breweries last night. That was always fun down in downtown Dunedin. So right. they got a right. lot of them there, boy. Yeah, yeah. Downtown Dunedin's a wild place. Yeah, there was it was busy as shit. It was busy as shit last night, man. It was hard to find parking. Oh, yeah. It's always hard to find parking there. Hold on. And the other thing about that is, have you ever tried to park in the parking garage? Uh, Yeah, a couple times. Okay. Yeah. Why can you not go to the second floor inside the parking garage? What is that? Uh, I think it's for the residents like, of that building there. I think. Oh, is that the, what it is? Yeah, I think only the first floor is uh, public parking. Oh. Yeah. Okay, That now that actually makes a little See, bit of sense. See, there you go. That yeah. actually makes Ask a little, little bit of sense. Yep. I feel better now that you said that because yep. we were a little irritated. Yeah, because that, that parking garage is in an actual apartment complex. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Which used to be like a construct, uh, a concrete factory or something. I think they used to make cinder blocks there. Oh, did they really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's strange how that town has developed so rapidly. Yeah. You know? Well, look, it was. It's got a cool little. It had a cool little base downtown. Yeah. You know, they put those one apartment complexes that were across street from Dunedin or from. Dunedin Brewery. Right. You know, and then they just boom from there. When I was a kid, the coolest thing in downtown Dunedin was the kilt maker shop. <laughs> Is that even there? And I'm not kidding. No, I think it's been gone for years. But there used to be a kilt maker shop right on the corner of uh, uh, Main Street and uh, not Douglas, but, uh, you know. Oh, all, is, all it, is that where the bike shop is now? Uh, I don't know. Is there a bike shop there? Yeah, there's like a bicycle shop there. No, 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 no. You're thinking of Skinner. Yeah. No, that's uh, my buddy actually owns that bike shop. Oh, does he really? Yeah, Chava. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, that's uh, but yeah, it's amazing how much that town has grown. And I, I hate we I, I don't like the fact that we're talking about it here on the air because it's just going to make more people come there. You know, <laughs> so it, it really sucks. Crime is through the roof. Uh, murders, uh, rape, prostitution, drugs. Well, not prostitution, drugs, because some people that might be appealing to. So. You know, just just all the bad stuff. Look yeah. at whatever's bad is going whatever's on. Whatever's bad is, there, is going on there, so don't come. Is done eating. Yeah. They'll rob you. They rob people on the regular. And alligators roaming the streets will just eat you. Like I can't even. Out of it's blue. an awesome place. <laughs> right. <laughs> like it's no, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I went to two breweries that I haven't been to before. Yeah. So tell us about the breweries you went to. So I went to the 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 Dunedin House of Beer. Right. Which I don't think is a brewery. I don't think they have their own. Man, beer. I gotta tell you, I think that they did. They might I felt now. like that they, they I, when I, they started they didn't they, maybe not but yeah. they do now that place is huge though oh god and it started it was just a hole in the wall well and the other thing is this on that outside area where all the park benches are at like that's covered right so yeah. like it, even last night when it was raining and stuff and there you know what the thing that kind of gets me a little weirded out about some of these breweries though they're so family friendly right that the brewery has like a kid section oh yeah they, they I, I take it back they do absolutely make their own beer now. House yeah. of Beers does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
because that's when when they built that huge building they you know put their brewery in there but prior to that they were just like a bar that served uh microbrew oh okay yeah yeah because they have they have the, the 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 main area then they have that green section where all the kids are running around at and then they have yeah there's a totally separate building that i'm talking about that's the original it's actually across that little side street oh okay yeah so. But then they have a, like a band area, and yep, yep. they got all kinds of stuff, man. Yeah, it's crazy that it essentially it, it's a, it's a flat out bar, and it's so kid friendly. Yeah. yeah, and dog friendly there. Oh yeah. yeah, no, these breweries. This is their angle, though. Right, their yeah. angle is to make it kid friendly and dog friendly. Yeah, which is I mean, it's here's the thing. Like there are some times though that I want to go out and have a beer, and I don't want any kids around though. Right, right. So, and I don't know what the rule is about having kids at a bar. Uh yeah, I think it's the food uh, thing. I don't. They don't really serve food though. Do they serve food? Now? I think that they serve food now. Yeah. I think that they do. Hmm. I, I had beer, know. so I had a raspberry lemonade cider. Oh, yeah, and a red. So how gay? <laughs> oh, no, Irish. You know, it was a red. It was amber. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like fruity beers, man. What do you What do you want me to yeah, do? I know. Yeah. I like fruity beers. Fruity Sudsucker, that's your new handle. Fruity Sudsucker. I didn't <laughs> I didn't put that one. They actually want to call me Roundabout for my nickname. Why is that? Because I like roundabouts. What the and they hate them. Oh, like the kind on they put in traffic patterns? Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. They have their pros and cons. What do you like about roundabouts? I feel like there's less accidents on a roundabout. I think they're or less be- dangerous. It's accidents. better than a four way intersection. I'll say and I that. I think you get through them quicker, too. Yeah. Right. So like in Palm Harbor, there's one now that they have there. Yeah, I know, but that one was stupid and unnecessary. Oh, I thought that one made perfect sense. Really? Actually, yeah. Well, that, you're a roundabout person. You know, so that's why they're going to call me roundabout. So. Yeah. For Ray, we wanted to go with Optimus Prime, but I think he's uh, he's rebelling against that. Oh, one, really? Right? I thought that was his thing. I thought so, too. And mm. then he was like, I guess he didn't want to hear it. Right. So we're going to have a caricature of him in, an, in a fedora holding a beer and a cigar. Okay. Well, that's uh, honestly, uh, for, for what you're doing, that seems a little pedestrian. Oh, you think so? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I I think it would be much better if he was, you know, um, basically Optimus Prime, and uh, you know, it, 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 converting from a Mack truck into a uh, beer stein, <laughs> you oh. know, <laughs> something like that. I think we're just gonna have to make a fake person up that's gonna be that person. Yeah, because nobody wants to take the title of that. No, we yeah. figured out we're trying to figure out one for John too. John's gonna wear like a cowboy hat, so we're gonna have fedoras, cowboy hats. Yeah, you guys think- are having a lot of fun with this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Actually. Yeah. Oh no, no. I'm having a ton. Here's the thing. I'll tell you what I haven't realized. By the way, in do in like in looking up events, there is something going on basically every night all over the state. You know what I find fascinating about uh, your personality is the fact that in order to go out and do something fun, you have to make up a fake, you know, like business around it that you never actually actualize. You know, oh no, this one's I, look, you I, hang on. You've been talking about this Florida brews travelers for for years, years. Oh, yeah, okay. no, no, you're not wrong. And you've been going to breweries now for for years, That's right? right? Just That's doing, right. No, doing this right. thing, right? right. The website's not even up yet. It is. <laughs> oh, the actual website? That's up now. Uh, no, not the Substack. No, nope, the website. Really? Yeah. So if I type in Florida brews traveler traveler.com, Florida brews travelers.com. All right, let's let's see here. I mean, I know you're going to be disappointed once you see it, but I mean, I, I know you're going to be disappointed, but well, and it, it'll be a step. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it's not up. 
It's not. No, up. no, no. I just did it. I did it. I just did it. Uh, nope. No, that's not true. <laughs> I just did it myself. Did you spell the domain name right when you registered it? I didn't. I didn't do that part. <laughs> uh, oh wait, hang on. No, I, I, I have a typo. I have a typo. Yeah, it's, it's up. It's me. Yeah, don't blame me. It's me. That's eh, not terrible. Looks pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. So AI do it all for you? No, I did that one. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wrote it out and then asked them to make it sound better, but. Right. Huh. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's sign. Are you, you're going to subscribe? Uh, yeah. You're going to yeah. sign up, huh? All right. Awesome. Let's see how it works. <laughs> see if it works. <laughs> it's still, this is, here's the thing. Go. This is still a work in progress, but. Okay, I'm not I'm not going into Facebook, but I did just sign up. All right, cool. There you go. I, I, I signed up Jay Biden at WhiteHouse.gov. Did you really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I should have known. Hey, wait, you don't want I should have known. You don't want the president uh, actually seeing what you're doing? Uh, no. No? I mean, I don't care if he, if he wants to see it. He can, hey, you but. know, he might be a fan. You never know. Uh, I think he's more of a fan of ice cream. I have no idea if that's his email address or if that email address actually exists. We'll see it if it bounces. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so what's going on in the world, man? Nothing interesting. <laughs> you know, uh, here's there's, the th- there's absolutely nothing I'm interested in this week, so I say we just wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, we'll <laughs> see you next week. Look, the first thing I put, I stuck up on the show notes, <laughs> I guess it's the one reason why I want to talk about breweries and beer, because that just seems like fun topics to talk about. But... Um, uh, like and again, we've talked about this before, but it just bears repeating. How the fuck? And I, I know your theory about these guys aren't going to make it, and it's going to be two different people, right? But with that being said, how the fuck even now are these our fucking two choices? Uh, people are stupid. You know what? You're right. Yeah. You know what? And I, I was going to make this an article, but instead of making it an article, I figured I would just like talk to you about it on the show. Okay. You know, you want to blame the politicians. Right. But I don't want to blame them anymore. I actually just want to blame the public. This is your fault. It's not entirely their fault, but uh, the the public it's definitely... It's mostly their fault. ...definitely has a significant level of culpability. Yes. How... on In either side of the fence The here. media is at fault. The politicians themselves are at fault. Uh, the global corporations are at fault. Everybody's at fault. Why? Why are we so, as a society, why are we so fucking stupid to think that these are the options? I mean, you have a, a a person with such classical narcissism that is so fucking thin-skinned. And don't get me wrong, you have a you have a you have an entire government apparatus that's totally going after him. Most of it unjustifiably. Right. You know what I'm saying? When it, look, the documents case, that's totally a thing. The Rico case in Georgia, eh, that's a little iffy. But the the but the the fraud case in New York, the thing is going to get him for like 300 something million dollars. Like fuck you. People do that shit all the time. Like I, you're you're you made it a point. Like that woman that Letitia James or whatever her name is. Like she got elected on the thing of I'm going to get Trump. Like, how is that really justice, though? Like, how is that, like, justice? But irrelevant to that, the dude is such a goddamn narcissist. He still hasn't admitted he lost the last fucking election. And he says the most outlandish, wildest fucking things. And people still want to fucking vote for him. And his competition is a dead guy. Right. And there's still people that want to vote for him. That will defend him to the... If you say he's old in some media outlets, they're going to call you racist. 
Here's the thing. The simulation needs to play itself out, you know, and uh, so this is uh, this is how we need to to get to the point where we eventually have to be. So it's it's you know just part of the plan That's i guess all it so is. i just it's just you know what every day when i see it it's I, part of the 13 year old gamers plan i guess okay. so this season, so. you know what that makes more sense than what we're currently dealing with right now because you see these look you see biden can't do an interview with anybody that's not gonna even the even lobbing the softball questions right he can't do. They, they have to help. They have to hold his hand through the entire thing. Right? And the guys that are trying to help Trump on the other side of the fence when they interview him have to almost cut him off when he says something too fucking stupid. Right. And then try to save him over and over again. And, and that dude's not saving himself. <laughs> no. You know, now he's calling for an investigation of Nikki Haley. Right. You know, I'm sure she did something wrong. So let's investigate her, you know, because she's staying in too long against me. You know, like. <laughs> When they when the one side says the one guy's a fascist, how do you argue against it? Right. You know, I'm right. not going to be a dictator, but on day one, oh, whoa, whoa, guy, what the fuck, man? <laughs> well, you know. And the funny thing is, is you have so many people who follow him are now saying, you know, uh, down with democracy. You know, they actually want a fascist dictator. They want it. They want a strong man. It's it's it's, it's just absolutely staggering to me how many people in this country. Um, actually want to have like a totalitarian dictator. Well, they think it'll be country. good for them, but yeah. bad for their political opponents. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if there's any going back from, I don't know if there's any coming back from this, man. I really don't. Yeah, probably not. It's all going to burn here pretty soon. So it really doesn't matter. It's, this is just, you know, window dressing until the, <laughs> until it all collapses. So <laughs> been a lot of solar activities uh, lately. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's so. a good thing. And uh, we had a, uh, a, a we had a major network outage this week. Yeah, yeah. and now yeah. my phone wasn't affected. Do you have AT and T? No, not anymore. Okay, AT and T was predominantly uh, affected, and uh, probably millions of people were affected by that. But also, it, it, it branched out to T Mobile, uh, Verizon, and a lot of the subcarriers that piggyback on those networks. So there was a lot going on. Uh, but the really interesting thing is, is that, uh, you know, it's uh, they, they haven't really told us the cause yet that they, they came out at first. They just weren't saying anything about it, even though it was, had been going on for hours and hours and hours, lasted about 12 hours total. Um, and then they just said, oh, well, it was a bad software update. And I think that is probably Did true. Did that you? The, oh, oh, no. Uh, oh, you think it's the case? I think it is. I think that could be true. Um, except I don't think it was AT&T's software update. I actually think it was the NSA's software update. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Because no, I know you're not joking. All, all these carriers, you know, there's, there's very few situations um, where an entire nationwide um, outage could happen from a software update like that. Um, you know, it, 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 it's possible, but the most likely scenario, and it actually lines up uh, with the regions that were most effective, uh, affected, is that, um, and we know for a fact, this has been disclosed through leaks now, uh, that the NSA has um, interception uh, rooms at all the uh, major cellular carriers, uh, you know, uh, like COs. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're in Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas, Los Angeles, New York, San Francisco, Seattle, and, and D.C., right? Mm -hmm. And those were some of the areas that were most affected. 
And the, the thing is, is because it took AT&T so long to come out with what the cause was, and then when they did admit that say what the cause was they were very non-specific they were just like it was a software update and that's all they would say about it so i think actually the nsa probably caused this outage because you have to remember that all the cellular traffic routes through the nsa so if the nsa was having some type of routing issue okay uh then that would cause uh, you know the the network to fail so i actually think it was the nsa and it's funny in talking to people about this outage <laughs> you know to, to me it's just like you know this this is the type of thing that you know it, it just makes total sense to me but what i had a couple of different people tell me which i thought was so fascinating was they said oh my god it was just like that julia roberts movie i just saw oh 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 for real yeah yeah, leave the world behind. And I saw this movie. Oh, I saw this movie. And I thought, oh, God, this Jesus. was the, the hold on, hold on. Really, so what did you think about that movie? It was, uh, just, you know, it, we we never. It, it was just bad. none of it made sense, did it? Right. Yeah. None of it did. It was just bad. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I think that the premise of the movie it could have been good. Could have been a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like highly rated on fun. like I, I was reading the things and I was looking for a movie one night to watch. Right. And it was like highly rated and this and this and blah 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 blah. So I'm like, "All right, let me I'll give it a shot. Turn it on." I start watching it and as I'm keep getting, you know, as I keep watching it, I'm waiting for something. Right. That never It was like they told the for the first half of a story. Yeah, yeah, it was really like, but, but it could have worked. But hang on, it made me understand something, and the reason that we felt that way is because we spend a lot of time thinking about these scenarios, and it made me realize that so many people never even conceptualize the fact that a grid could go down, that their cell phone might not work one day. They it, that thought alone is so foreign to them because the way and like i said i i talked to two different people unsolicited that you know i said oh you hear about that at&t outage and both of them unsolicited said oh my god it was just like that julia roberts movie is so scary you know and i and in in my mind it just it goes to show that Kind of goes back to why <laughs> we have Trump versus Biden. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because if people can't even think through the idea of what happens if the technology fails, if they don't even understand that that is a possibility, you know, it, it just it, it's it's such a foreign concept to me. I, I just I can't wrap my head around how you can't think that that is a not only a possibility but a probability over a long enough term you know what i gotta tell you after i saw that yesterday yeah i gotta tell you what i really want is a ham radio and a landline <laughs> right <laughs> you know like that was the two Why? things you won't that be i able thought to, about you won't be able to get a hold of anyone no other well, ham, no. other ham radio operators well you need a generator too because in, in the joey roberts thing the uh the uh um, power grid went down too well yeah, you have to you get know. that too but that's yeah. fine no, I. <laughs> all I want in that scenario is a fucking fishing pole, <laughs> because and a gun. I swear to I swear to God, 
the day the grid goes down and all the global networks fail is going to be the happiest day of my life. It's so weird that you make your money in IT. <laughs> it's, it's, one will, of the, it's one of the funniest things that you make I your money on IT. I will be thrilled never to make another uh, shekel. <laughs> shekel? <laughs> on, on you went IT. to the shekels, huh? Well, yeah, because we're probably going to be qu- pretty quickly going to gold and silver coins. Okay, I got you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I will be thrilled under that scenario because it, it will mean that mankind will actually survive. <laughs> yeah <laughs> because it's about the only way it's going to happen man but uh yeah it was an interesting outage and I'll, I'll i i i will be fascinated to watch over the next you know over the coming days and weeks if at&t or any of the uh the sailor carriers actually gives us any more information on what happened i bet they don't and if they don't um you know i i think the probability that this was an nsa point of failure is much more likely now the one thing that i don't think it was uh was a um you know a a targeted infrastructure attack by a foreign hacking group you don't think so nah you didn't really see any evidence of that you know this it, it just didn't have that feel about it you know what i'm saying and nobody took responsibility and it could have been you know hell for all we know the nsa could have bought their tech uh, from Chinese subcontractors, so they had a backdoor in, <laughs> in the hardware. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me at all. But uh, we're so fucked. Yeah, actually, that was a part of my book, the Cassandra Trigger, available on Amazon. Yes, it is, by the way. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, but there was some a, a lot of interesting information that was uh, dumped uh, regarding the. Uh, Chinese hacking techniques. Yeah, thank and thank for thank, Mikey. Thank you, Mikey, thank for you, Mikey, actually uh, alerting son. me to the, to this. And you know what? The good thing about what Mikey did was because he told it to me. He's like, I downloaded it all in case that they scrub it from the internet. That's smart. Yeah, I was like, I, good on you. Guy. I, I tell you that. Yeah, that that kid's definitely good on you, son. IT. That that kid is uh, you know definitely following in his father's footsteps. <laughs> you know, I had Mikey before we met you. Huh? I had Mikey before. Yeah, you we can't met prove you. that. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Kelly go way back. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, he's he's following in his uh, adopted uncle's footsteps then. Yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, because that's <laughs> that, that was my first thought too. Anytime I see a leak online, I You're download, like, download it. it. Yeah. <laughs> download it. Grab a copy. Grab a screenshot. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. But well, because more times than not, it happens. This one, yeah. When when he, he he told me about it, I actually started going through it, but it was all in Chinese. Um, so I, I couldn't I, I was able to go through some of the documentation and there was enough like English acronyms in there and things like that. Like, you know, it's all Chinese characters and then there's a, an English acronym and the, some of the diagrams I could decipher and things like that. So I knew it was about hacking techniques. But, you know, without knowing Chinese, it, it's impossible to really decipher. So and there was no way to train, get it translated. You can't translate it because. It's it's you know uh, essentially images, so you'd need an OCR, and then you'd need to to do that. I mean, I could have done it all, but it would have been a huge process to do it. But other people are looking into it now, and basically they're saying there's not a lot new there, um, but it is proof that the Chinese government contracts with private cybersecurity companies to do hacking for them on dissidents, on foreign governments, on things like that. Uh, there wasn't any actual information about them hacking uh, U.S. infrastructure 
there. But, uh, you know, there was some information about them uh, hacking uh, the UK, India, you know, a, a lot of foreign governments. And chances are that because this was just one cybersecurity company that the Chinese government had hired, I soon, um, that, uh, you know, that was the contracts that they got. But the, the one thing that absolutely proves is that the Chinese government uh, issues contracts to cybersecurity firms to do uh, malicious and illegal hacking of, you know, individuals, corporations, and foreign governments for the purpose of espionage and also uh, for disruption of services for cyber attacks and things like that. So, you know, it, it shows that everything we knew they were doing, they're doing. Yeah, it just the interesting part is they're doing it so through the private sector. You know, not only does the uh, the PLE, the People's Liberation Army, have a an, a literal army of hackers, they also sub it out to uh, to companies that are otherwise seemingly cybersecurity companies, and it's why that you should never, ever, ever let a Chinese company into your network infrastructure never buy chinese equipment never buy you know any cybersecurity services from the chinese because you know from any chinese based company because you're just letting in the prc i know? mean really that's what you're doing right yeah which is kind of sad that that's what's going on yep, yep. but I mean, it's just the way it is, I guess. And meanwhile, the the uh, FBI is warning of an unprecedented increase in uh, Chinese cyber attacks on U.S. infrastructure. So, uh, you know, it just, <laughs> folks, we are in a. Do you think heavy that's a, hold on, hold on. Do you think that's a real thing, or do you think that's oh, just no, it's hundred percent real? Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Look, or I, do you think they're doing it all the time anyway? Though they're doing it all the time, but there was a huge increase over the past couple of weeks, and I can say that from personal experience because I'm monitoring logs of perimeter security devices and things like that. And there, over the past two weeks, there has been a huge spike. And a lot of it, the vast majority of it's coming from China. So, what do you think they're trying to do? Yeah, they're trying to get into our ship, man. <laughs> they're they're preparing for a war with us. You know, we're for all intents and purposes, we are in the early phases of a war with China. And when the you know when they decide to uh, to take Taiwan, one of the first things they're going to do is launch a massive and potentially very damaging effect on the U.S. infrastructure. They're going to attack our communications. They're going to attack our power grid. They're going to attack our water supplies. They're going to do everything they can to uh, to limit our capability to respond to their attack on Taiwan. It, it's it's does it, look, man. It doesn't take a genius to figure this shit out. This is the plan, you know, and this is what they're trying to do. You Damn. know, right? I mean, we're at war with China. We are now at war with China. There's no doubt. But right about now, it. it's it's not a boot on the ground kind of war. It's, it's cyber a cold war. war. Yeah, it's a cyber war. Yeah, it's it's, it's which is different than a cold. It's war. It's different than a cold war because, <laughs> for all intents and purposes, you know, it's hotter than a cold war because they're actually you know in position to do real damage to you know the, the American people. Real real time and, and the structure, yeah, the the structure of of the uh, U.S. government. Do you, let me ask you a question about this. Do you think that China, at the end of the day, is is afraid at all that we can just nuke the shit out of them? I would hope so. You know, China's making a calculation. They they are constantly calculating how far they can push us uh, without uh, eliciting a full on nuclear retaliatory strike. 
And the answer to that question is pretty damn far. You know? You think so? Yeah. And one of the reasons that they may be stepping up uh, their efforts, and this is just pure speculation on my part, but it goes back to what you were saying last week that, you know, some world leaders think that Trump is completely unpredictable. You know? So maybe they say, oh, shit, well, we we might want to actually do this before Trump gets elected if he's going to get elected, you know, so it could be that I I don't think so, but it could be one of the things that they're thinking. And and again, one of the other things is Xi Jinping has just seemed to have gotten a lot more comfortable with becoming even more and more. authoritarian he's i'm sure he's much more isolated and when those dictators start to get that isolated and start to get that feared by their own people they start to believe that they're invincible you know and and that's when you start to get those type of you know extreme risks uh, that they'll take because they they no longer think that there's any consequences for them you know what you I'm think saying? that's what it is? I, I think that's a part of it. I think there's a lot of factors at play here. You know? But the Chinese do a play a long game, so it's it's hard to say. You know? hmm. I, it just At a certain point, though, I think if you're stoking the bear so much that eventually the bear's going to get you. Eh, maybe. Maybe. But I, I think if they can keep it isolated to a, a limited engagement, you know, and if they don't... Like, if, if using cyber warfare... <clears throat> they harm us, but they don't cripple us, you know, or maybe they think that they can flat out cripple us. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they think that they can do a Julia Roberts to it. It's funny that that's the new term now. <laughs> I can't believe that, by the way. <laughs> right. Yeah. So maybe they think they can literally take out our infrastructure to the point where we are incapable of responding to them. You know, they might believe that. It's hard to say. Or maybe they're just going to, you know, do limited cyber strikes to affect, you know, key areas so that we are response to their invasion of Taiwan or whatever aggression, aggressive, whatever is going on. Yeah, whatever they want to do, um, you know, is is limited, you know, so, man, I just, I yeah, yeah. How is, I mean, I guess I'm, this is the world we live in, but it just yeah. sucks, though. Oh, it's interesting as hell. What are you talking about? That's scary as all hell. Yeah. And, you know, it's. I don't want to learn Chinese. It's fun to contemplate uh, the, uh, the the many, many possible ways that the, uh, you know, world could end in a, uh, a flaming pile of, of rubble. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and honestly, I it, like I always said, the best possible scenario at this point in time is that we have some event that wipes out all our technology because that's that's our most that's like, the thing we need to have wiped out. That's well, that's the most likely thing that uh, will save us as a species. Yeah. You know? And even nuclear war, that's probably the second best option. You know, so that's yeah. Why not go for it? <laughs> just fuck it, right? But it is it is shocking how uh, I, I really believe now more and more that if we were to have an event where we lost network communications, lost internet, lost power, uh, that a lot of people would die. You know, like the, the majority of the people in the Western world would die because they're just incapable of, you know, living without it at this point. Well, yeah, just like you said, though, like when the internet was down, people don't know what to do. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like they don't even know what to do. Well, you know, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to Google how to survive with no internet. <laughs> what well, you'd think, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway. 
but uh yeah uh take us somewhere else i'm i'm tired of all that uh the neo-nazis holding signs that says jews love genocide so neo-nazis holding signs saying jews love genocide protests in florida park why is it always florida man what the fuck is going on in florida all the time oh that's the same people from before from what before that one up and um, oh yeah that we're outside of disney mm-hmm. yeah it's the same so, same five fucking nazis so it's a group of neo-nazis uh waving swastikas and a sign that read jews love genocide was spotted on a busy street corner in winter park florida over the weekend sad to report that nazi scum and losers are back in winter park they never left holding their disgusting flags and banners democrat state left rep the legislator Anna V. Escamante, I hate that bitch, by the way, said on a post uh, on an ex post on Saturday, working with local officials to see what options we have for accountability. OK, real quick. And here's my problem with this Anna chick. I think that these people are scum. I think that they're losers and I think that they are not good people. Right. With that being said. If all they're doing is holding signs, then they're protected under the First Amendment to be able to do that. And you cannot use government for whatever your accountability is. You're just as bad as they are for what you're doing. Well, here's what I'm trying to figure out. So when a Nazi holds a sign that says Jews love genocide, are they condemning them or praising them? <laughs> you know what i'm saying you know what that's a good point because and i got, don't know the answer you've got one group that really loves genocide you know and the one and that another really tried to do it that's that's starting to look like they might love genocide too you know what i I'm mean saying? you definitely got one group that, that tried to do it in practice right yeah so uh yeah i mean <laughs> they they may be the worst kind of scum on the face of the earth these nazis but eh, they may not be wrong yeah. You know, because I've heard a lot of uh, Jews, specifically uh, Israeli Jews, who seem to want to kill all the Palestinians. You hear that's a pretty common theme, you know, or at least drive them to the sea. You know, yeah, oh, let me let me read the rest of this. Let me read a little bit more of this article, by the way. So uh, Representative Eskamani um, posted several photos of the group, one of which appeared to show a member holding a sign that which read, we must secure the existence of our people in the future for white children. Another member held a sign saying the ADL protects protects pedophiles, referring to anti-Semitism watchdog, the Anti-Defamation League. It's not the first sighting of neo-Nazis in Winter Park. In 2022, groups of neo-Nazis and white supremacists wearing swastikas on their clothes and waving Nazi flags gathered outside of Disney World and in the nearby Orlando area. They allegedly yelled anti-Semitic and anti-LGBTQ slurs at passing cars, though no arrests were made according to the local sheriff's office. Okay. Well, no arrests, no arrests were be made because yeah. they weren't... They, Look, again, you can find their speech absolutely disgusting. You can yell at them, as a matter of fact. Right. You can and be you on should. the other side saying yeah. that I love the gays, or I love the Jews, or I love whatever, and that Nazis suck. You can re- say whatever you want to say, but it's the First Amendment. It, it you, have right. the, the, you have the freedom of speech. Right. It's when you try to push that down that you run into problems. Yeah. You do, and, and again, you don't want to push this stuff down. Let it be... 
let us know who the Nazis are. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like with it's it's like with it, it's it, it same thing goes with just different forms of racism. But they were like, you know, you 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 know, like the 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 Civil Rights Act and stuff like that, you know, stopped people from being able to bar people from, you know, black, you know, black people could go to restaurants and go to all these places and if somebody owned the place and they were white, they couldn't ban somebody out of their place because of the color of their skin. I understand the reason why you want to do that, but I still think you missed the point. Right. Let them do that. Let them ban people from going in there. Right, right. Because you know what? That place ain't going to be open much longer. Right. Yeah, because, uh, you know, chances are if they're forced to let people in they don't like, they're spitting in your food. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't want to go in a place that doesn't like whatever ethnicity I am or, wh- you know, whatever. So yeah. I want to know those places. So, Oh, let me read this one here. Let me read this one here. Um, uh, Florida governor and former presidential candidate Ron DeSantis has faced criticism for his lack of action over neo-Nazi demonstrations that have taken place in the state over recent years and has been notably silent after each incident. First off, to his detriment, that's a lie. Right. Because of the what, what they did with the people that were in the, the Winter Park people before this. Right. The one that were on the bridge. They did take action against those people, and they shouldn't have. Right. Yeah, exactly. Again, I can't believe I have to. I know. God, I know. We're in, we're in the in the position where we actually have to defend fucking Nazis, who <sighs> we hate, and absolutely it, hold on, hate. Hold on. And to to give you an incident of exactly what I'm talking about is you remember that night in Clearwater at the LP meeting where the one I mean, guy was yes, there. Yes. Again, when if they're in front of me, I fucking hate them, and I'll fucking like I honestly right. I might get violent. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I almost scuttled an entire political party just because I hated a Nazi so much. Yes, yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, anyway, it, it, yeah, it's but y- y- you can't do this shit. You know, y- you have to let them speak. So here's the and, thing: if and you again, let- <laughs> in this case, at least the one thing that they're saying may not necessarily be false. Oh, with the Jews and the genocide, <laughs> right? Thing? Yeah, I mean, listen, if you. Base it off of their base it off of their actions of what they're doing in Gaza. I got to tell you, man. You, you bomb this enough looks refugee camps and you bomb enough yeah. hospitals you and you kill 30, enough kids. When you get to the thirty k killing number, right? I got to tell you, man. You might want to recheck yourself on that. Yeah, one. yeah. So and when you hold that event where you're talking about how you're going to kick them all out and not let them back in, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 You might be a little. Yeah, you know, you're <laughs> probably fucking up a little bit there, guys. <laughs> you're uh, you're definitely teetering on the edge of what could be considered genocide there. Oh my god. I yeah. swear to God. So, uh, are are you familiar with the Magnificent Seven? Uh, as as far as corporations go, okay. Oh, as far as corporate, I thought uh, yeah, you were talking about the West as far one. as stocks. No, okay, all right. So, the Magnificent Seven are Tesla, Microsoft, Google, Apple, Nvidia, Meta, and Amazon. Okay, these are the biggest companies in the world. Okay, all right. Um, and uh, each of them has a uh, market capitalization of over a trillion dollars, okay? Um, now, what's happened now is the Magnificent Seven, their profits now exceed the GDP of almost every country in the world. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, you yeah, know, wh- one of the things that I've always thought might be a, a likely outcome of this 
bastardization of capitalism, uh, capitalism and corporatism that we've uh, uh, you know gotten into over the past uh, half a century or so, uh, more than actually more than a century now, um, is that the nation state is eventually going to separate and become weaker and the corporate state is going to become more powerful and one of the things one of the ways by that transition is happening is through technology and you know maybe part of that transition um, is by (laughs) setting up the people to elect politicians that are so egregiously idiotic and stupid and incompetent and unqualified that the people eventually turn to the corporate state, you know, and this could potentially be a transition in human history away from, you know, uh, governments per se and, uh, you know, corporate entities controlling more and more of our lives. Because if you think about it today, corporate entities have almost as much power over us these days as do governments, right? Kinda. They're, they're getting Not the there. same, though. Like, they don't ultimately have the fucking guns to be able to they come in and kill you. They don't have the guns yet. But what they do have is the ability to take away so much from you. Okay? That's true. Like, for example, like, for example let's say that um, the power company decides that uh, they no longer want to give you service. Well, you no longer get electricity. Hold on. Hold on. Hang on a second. Let's say that the, you know, the 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 phone company no longer wants to give you cell service. You're out of communication. Let's say, you know, Google wants to kick you off their platform. You no longer have email. You know what I'm saying? And think of all the other ways in which that could affect you. Now, you, that cell phone was the way that you were able to access your finances, okay? That Google account, that Gmail account was the way that you were able to reset your passwords if something went wrong, and now you can't access it anymore. So if you think about it, with the exception of having the guns and being able to put you in a cage, the corporations have so much power over your entire life. They can take away your ability to you know, have electricity they can take away your ability to access your finances they can take away your ability to communicate with others i mean if you think about it i'm not wrong imagine what would happen what would happen if your cellular provider cut you off okay could you get in your bank anymore no 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 that would no the, the bank part you're talking about there's right. there's there's definitely some truth there okay you want me to do, you can go I ahead yeah, now it, this yeah, yeah okay the electric one that one is not and the reason why is because the agreement, again, this is where government does have control in it. That agreement between you and the electric company is a two-way street. They can't shut you down like that. Yeah, they can. And I've been barred from life from, well, actually, it was when it was Florida Power. I, <laughs> my electricity bill comes to my wife in her maiden name. Why is that? Because I am barred from life for life for having electricity with the company that is now Duke Energy, even though I'm now a shareholder. Why is that? (laughs) Okay, back in the day, (laughs) uh, me and my roommate didn't pay our electrical bill. All right, we got cut off. So it's like, well, fuck this. All they do is pull the meter. Let's just gap the meter. 
you know so we gapped the meter uh, essentially the it, the electricity was in my name and i got busted like four different times stealing electricity you know because i just every time they'd come and tear something out we'd wire it up ourselves <laughs> get back on the electrical grid and steal power and bypass a meter and do all kinds of crazy shit like that and eventually when i later you know kind of got my shit more together and went to sign up for you know okay i want to turn the electricity on they said uh oh no you don't get electricity you are permanently barred from <laughs> using our services but you couldn't but but the way that the electric company works so you couldn't have another one do it then correct oh fine yeah <laughs> there's no competition so I, and again i'm not i think you probably could have sued him in one i'm not kidding I can show you our power bill, and it comes in my wife's maiden name just for that reason. Because you couldn't even do your I wife. Your wife couldn't even be Wiley. I didn't want to risk it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> been married thirty three years. It's still in her maiden name. <laughs> you know, man. There's always a nugget down. There. There's always a nugget of something that yeah. I learn about you. Sometimes <laughs> that you're just like, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. the full size license. You know, to I, make copies for fake IDs. <laughs> Like, that one's still a classic I, one. I'm pretty sure I was born an anarchist. <laughs> yes, you, you know? were. <laughs> I still think that, look, and again, we've talked about this before, but I do think the thing that took the biggest amount of balls was literally post 9-11 flying to Vegas on an ID that you made yourself. <laughs> well, it was my name. It's like it wasn't wrong. <laughs> yeah, but what, you could have put get? any fucking name on there. But though. I didn't. I put my I, actual name I on know, there. I know, but I'm just saying. It's my though. real birth date. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, and it's not the flight over there that takes the balls. It's the one that you have to come back on. Uh, you know, here's the thing: is I always look at you know. God, that's fucking just cassava melons, fucking <sighs> level of balls right there. The, the, the thing of it is, is even if it all goes to shit. There's going to be an adventure in there somewhere. There, even if it all goes to shit, there's there's a good story to tell down the road. Oh yeah, you no, know what I'm no, saying? No, 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 no. Welcome, so that's kind of how I look at life welcome in general. To the suck. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, my best times, my best stories in the Marine Corps always involved some amount of pain. Oh yeah. Hell, my best times when I was running for office involved some amount of pain. Right. The 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 fun ones to talk about are those are those stories. The 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 most, I would say, influential points in life are the times when everything just goes to shit everything goes wrong yeah and those are the times that really determine who you are and you know either you learn from it or you don't yeah yeah one or the <laughs> yeah. other and sometimes you don't and it's still okay <laughs> yeah no sometimes you get off lucky right sometimes yeah. you get sometimes off you lucky. just get lucky and yeah. sometimes you don't right so it does make life an adventure nonetheless though yeah i will say that no matter what man my life has definitely been an adventurous one but full circle let's come back to that point about the the corporate state versus the nation state okay and so are, do you think that i'm on the right page here i think you make some good points I, yeah i think I, now what i think what i think that you and again i think many of us don't do this so let me just make sure i say it this way many of us don't do this I think that you have to have pre-set up alternatives. Right. Unless, look, it, here's the thing. If one, like, let's say Google. If right. Google takes you down, right. right, and that's the only email address you use, right. you're kind of fucked. Uh, yeah, but hang on a second. If Google takes you down, all right, and you're using an Android phone, for example, 
Okay. Now you're kind of double hit because all those accounts that were set up on your phone are also out of the picture too. No, and there's a lot of truth. I mean, here's the thing: in order to Google Authenticator, it doesn't work. In order to avoid that, you'd have to have a whole lot of setup. Right. And your primary email would have to be one that you would almost guarantee wouldn't shut you down, like a Proton Mail or something like that. Right. Or you know, just have your own domain name. Yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, even with that, though, having your own domain name. Depending on where you got your domain from, they could shut you down there. That's and if they true. shut you down there, then you're screwed too. So yeah, that's true. You got almost have you have to have this. You have to have the email service that almost guarantees that that wouldn't happen to you. Right, right. Because there's some out there that are like that, right? Yeah, but then you risk, um, you know, those services themselves if they're playing like Proton Mail. If they're playing a little outside the corporate structure, they might get shut down, no, no, or they true. might get bought out. Yeah, no, no, and you're right. Look, it's always going to be in the digital world that you live in. You're going to be dependent on somebody, right? And if they, if you have people that will shut you down, then you know that can be a problem. So, what happened to the truckers in Canada? Right, they took their fucking bank accounts. Right, exactly. Well, that was the government doing it. So that was it. Was the government enabled by corporations that did exactly? The government couldn't do it by themselves. Right. Exactly. They had to force the, the the businesses to do it, which, you know, they did it willingly. But what I'm saying is eventually I think we're going to get to the point where the corporations begin exercising enough power to where they make those decisions autonomously. And then they become a government in themselves. I mean, just look at what the corporations are doing now on social media platforms. They're making the decision whether to turn you off or not. And we've always said they can do that because they're private entities. Mm-hmm. But what happens when individuals are so dependent on those private entities, do they still have the right to do that arbitrarily without due process or even with due process? Do they have the right to do that sort of thing, to take away those services from you that you have literally become dependent upon for your life and livelihood? And that's where the question comes in, because right now they have almost as much power as governments. Yeah, this is where you run into a really big problem as far as like, here's the thing. At the end of the day, I'd like to say yes. Right. They they do have that power. Yeah. That they should be allowed to do that because you don't want to, you don't want the government coming in to do anything about it. No. But at the same time, man, do you really want them to have that much power too? Exactly. Exactly. If the government's going in there to protect you from it. Right. Which they don't. But they're they, not. They're not they're, gonna. They're working in Here's collusion. Well, because they want to shut you down too. Well, if you go against what they want, it, it, no, it's because man, man inherently wants power and money. <laughs> so you've got two uh, essentially uh, symbiotic uh, organizations in global corporations and governments who the people running them want money and power. Yeah. You know? So they have a, a shared agenda, a shared goal, and I think the. Really, the only secret to it is to just destroy that structure at all. I think that the biggest problem that we have is the amassing of power. It doesn't matter who wields the power. Okay. It's the fact that it's it's there. It's the fact that it's there. Well, because that is like honey, or not honey, but that is like a, what do you call it? Uh, it, it, Moth to a flame kind of thing. Right, exactly. Like when you have that kind of power like that, those that are hungry to control and manipulate others are going towards that power. Well, it's a nature man. I mean, it's always going to happen. But I I think that what what humans need to do until we finally evolve away from that sort of thing, 
what we need to do is just every time that that power starts to amass, the the people, you know, the the majority of us who don't have the power need to destroy it. You know? Yeah. And I think that's... Because what happens now, here's what... Ha- hold on. Here's what happens now, by the way, is that once you have a, a company that does amass that much power, right. they lobby the politicians oh, of course to say but but hold on but the outside of it is well you don't want anybody to have too much power so we need to set some rules up so people can't do that <laughs> right right so they actually use that fear that right that 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 righteous fear yeah against them ag- yeah. against the people and then it sets them in stone right you know because here's the thing before facebook what did you have uh you had uh, MySpace. myspace right myspace yeah Imagine if MySpace had a lobbying arm that was big enough to keep MySpace around and to keep Facebook down. Right. Yeah. Would they have done it? Yeah. Well, I honestly can't believe that Facebook is still around, but, you know. It's used all the time, though. Yeah. People use it all the time. Shockingly. People make money off Facebook, man. Yeah, that's why. Well, Marketplace, I think, has uh, changed it a lot. Marketplace yeah. has done a lot. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's. I tell you, we're coming into such interesting times because there's there's so many so many existential risks we're facing right now you know i long for the the good old days of the 70s and 80s where all we had to worry about was the ruskies nuking us <laughs> you know what i'm saying oh yeah no because everything's that looks, that looks tame by comparison to oh this yeah point. no er, look everything's online now everything yeah. is you know it's it's you you get and you know what the and yet everybody's you, afraid of the wrong, wrong things you know well, well, warming's af- gonna kill us they're afraid really? of the things that they're told to be afraid of yeah exactly Exactly. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> they're they're afraid of the things that people can uh, profit off of. Yes. Like measles, for example. Oh, measles is you. back in the news. Good on you. Okay? Like, <laughs> it, it, measles, folks. Okay? Now, look. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. The measles vaccine has been around for over 50 years. I think it was the, the early 60s, mid-60s when they came out with the measles vaccine. So we've got, look, a ton of data that the measles vaccine, which they made it part of MMR, measles, mumps, rubella, um, is safe, effective, and even if you're, you know, question some vaccines, which I do, I've got some questions, especially about some of the more recent vaccines. I want to, you know, see some more data on them before I know they're safe. Uh, but the the measles vaccine, uh, you know, you you should feel safe giving your kid that vaccine. I would think. Okay, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, you know. Who it knows? seems like that one. The scientists tes- could be wrong. It seems like that one's been tested and been around long enough that it actually was a good vaccine. Well, and but again, but again, there's correlation between that and all kinds of other things. No, no proven causality. So I even understand if there are some people that are still a little bit skeptical about it. Yeah, you know, so I get that. The point is, is now um, you have a, a couple of different things. You have people who are now not getting their kids vac- vaccinated for anything. Okay, so you have a a quote unquote resurgence of measles. Okay, now the story I read uh, today was measles, and this is the headline: is a heat-seeking missile. Experts warn as Florida outbreak grows. Okay, um, here's the thing: there's been like seven cases in Florida. Yeah, seven cases. This is fear porn, and it's measles. It's something that, you know, if you ask your grandparents, folks, it's like, oh, yeah, everybody had measles when, when we were kids. Like, everybody got it. It was just, you got chicken pox, you got measles, you got mumps. At some point in your childhood, you were going to get all three of those, you know. 
And now it's like it's, oh, it's just, it's going to kill us. It's a heat-seeking missile. It's an outbreak in Florida. Seven cases. Yeah. And wait a second. Let me read from the article here. The Florida measles outbreak is expanding. On Friday, health officials in Broward County confirmed a seventh case of the virus, a child under age five. Uh, the patient is the youngest so far. Now, look, getting measles is no fun. And, and uh, about uh, 0.03% of the kids who get measles do die. So you can die from measles. Okay. Hold on. What was that number again? Uh, 0.03%. So it's uh, essentially one in every 3,000, give or take. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what you're talking about. So there is a risk of severe effects or death from measles. So it's, it's not something that should be totally laughed off. But, again, it's, it's in the same type of realm as, you know, the, the flu, um, it's far less deadly than, you know, a lot of other things out there. Um, it's a little more virulent and a little more fatal than uh, chickenpox. Okay. Now in the third world, okay. If, if you get it in, you know, the, the slums of, uh, Delhi or, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the sub-Saharan Africa, you probably got like a 10% chance of dying from measles, you know, but in the Western world, in the U S it's extremely small. <coughs> But the fact that they're fear porning this to such a degree to get you scared of it, um, you know, it's it's like it's frustrating that they just do this over and over and over again to get you afraid of the wrong things. And it's also frustrating to some degree that there's people out there that don't trust a single vaccine in the world because they think, you know, vaccines are out to kill you when the truth is somewhere in the middle that diseases are bad. And pharmaceutical companies are going to try to pump you with every vaccine they can because they make a shit ton of money on it. You know, some are good. Some might have some side effects. It's just, you know, the, the, the it's just frustrating that there's so little truth in the world left. You know what I'm saying? Like real truth, like unbiased, objective, you know, it, it, tell me the truth type of stuff. Yeah, but you're just, there's no money in that though. Right. <laughs> and there's no power in it. No, you know? there's none. And, the government doesn't benefit, and the corporations don't benefit, so that's why you don't see it. You know? No, and it's sad that that's the case, but like it is, it, it, I know. it's just the way it is, though. I, I know, I know, and it's so frustrating that behind everything, there's always an agenda. Somebody always has an agenda, no matter what you see, no matter what you hear. There's, there's just so little straight-up truth and honesty, and, and you know, that's... Uh, I don't know if that's just the world we live in today, but folks, that's why I keep hoping for the solar flare, you know, just come on solar flare, wipe out all our technology, give us a chance to, to start over. But, uh, that's it for us in hour number one. Oh, hour number, hours already done, huh? Yeah, that's, that's an hour for us. Um, if you'd like to join us in hour number two, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage, sign up, become a subscriber. You get a second hour of content. Plus a whole bunch of swag. Uh, this is not a bomb duffel bag. Anarchist Guild challenge coin. Autographed copy of my book, The Cassandra Trigger. And a whole lot more. We'll see you on the other side. 